0: Welcome to episode two of the Dumbbell Debrief. Today we are looking at the value of the assessment. Now, we live in a society today that is extremely eager to get a quick fix um, when it comes to their, their fitness, their goals, losing body weight, increasing muscle mass. I mean, the list could go on and on. However, as a result of that, we are also living in a craze of these boot camp type programming. Now, I definitely don't wanna throw anyone under the bus or I'm not trying to talk poorly about um, any certain business styles or anything like that. I'm just kind of trying to state some of my opinions and maybe put some logic behind my opinions. Um, you have a lot of these fitness uh, facilities that it's a one size fits all program. Now I still can't grasp my my mind or logic around the idea of of a one size fits all program. I understand that some companies or businesses you know have modifications, but there there's just certain situations where a modification isn't going to be the correct solution for a given individual or a given client or patient. You know, most people can't raise their arms overhead without compensating just with body weight against gravity. And now we load them in an anti-gravity position and you're setting up a recipe for injury or if not injury, degeneration, which eventually will lead to injury. So some of these places and and definitely not all, um, the the one thing I can't get past is the lack of assessments in the fitness industry. Now some physical therapies or I should say most or all physical therapists should be doing an assessment, but this is more directed towards fitness facilities, um, group classes, or really anyone that is starting a workout program, should go through an assessment. Now, what sparked this interest of mine, I've had it for a while, Uh, I recently was on the phone with an individual and kind of gave them this analogy and it's definitely one that I've used before, but it really hit home with them and I feel like it really helps people appreciate the importance of an assessment. So, what I tell any client of mine, any individual working out, I tell them up front, I say, if, if you work out with me, or if you work out with someone else, it, it, it doesn't matter, this holds true. If you walk in on your first day of training, your first workout, and they get right to the workout, there's no assessment. I would turn around and run as far and as fast as you can. Obviously, it's a little dramatic, but what I then link it to for, for these individuals that I talk to is imagine you are in the hospital or you are in a doctor's office and the doctor, instead of reading your chart to, to figure out what's going on with you, decides that they just want to walk in and whatever they feel like prescribing to you for medicine, you know, they're just going to do it. And the same, and obviously, I, I, I don't think I have to go into the risks of that and, and you know, getting ill-prescribed or improper medicine, um, you know, and the adverse effects, um, you know, serious adverse effects. Um, but the same thing holds true in the fitness world. You know, we prescribe exercise and which ultimately really can seriously injure people if it's not done right, or if it's not for the right person. The last thing we're trying to do is hurt people. That should be everyone's goal, is to make sure they can get an effective and safe workout. But the lack of assessment is literally just making our job guesswork. And at the end of the day, guesswork is A, very dangerous, B, it's it's going to be sloppy, not smooth. It's not going to be a good progression of things. And C, it's not it's not going to take the individual into account, and it's really going to increase their chance for injury and not get the results they're looking for. Um, there definitely should be certain things individuals should be doing, dependent on their goals, dependent on their Current movement limitations, or mobility problems, or movement patterns—I mean, the list could go on and on. So, usually, when I—I I, I give the doctor um, analogy, it really hits home with people, and they can—they start to see the importance of an assessment. Because I'd be lying if—if if I were to say when I meet with new people, they are surprised I go through an assessment, and. I find that hard and kind of scary that people aren't taking the time, you know, to, to learn more about their their client or patient before, you know, putting them through exercise. And, and learning about them is everything from their background um, medically, personally, what you know their hobbies, but as well as looking at how they move. And I, I think, kind of following up from that. For those that do assessments, I think we need to start looking at the whole body. Um, I think a a common thing in in the fitness industry is people, or trainers I should say, put people through exercises like let me see how you squat, or let me see you do a push-up, or let me see you do a plank, you know, looking at leg strength, looking at upper body strength and core stability, right? But I think we should start to stray away from that and and bring it in even more. Um, I think one of the biggest missed components to assessments are assessing and appreciating breathing in the relationship of the rib cage. Now, for those of you that don't know me, I'm definitely... Bias towards PRI however I do try to keep an open mind and when I do a lot of things go back to PRI because it makes so much sense when you when you really break things down to the fundamental components of these movements um, but that's for a, another episode but I think we should start appreciating breathing and the rib cage position more um, having those and, and looking at that and really correcting that from the beginning is going to go a long ways to decrease injury potential but as well as to increase endurance or what i let people know is hey we fix your breathing and you're learning how to not compensate when you're going for those last couple of reps and those last couple of reps are what's going to get you to your goal but that's those all those last couple of reps are also the ones that tend to be the most problematic for people because they are compensating through it if they don't know how to do it correctly or if they're already doing it from dysfunctional breathing Um, and that brings me to the next point i think we should appreciate and and teach compensatory strategies these clients and patients don't know these compensatory strategies um, when they're doing them. And, and this could be for anything. Um, we could keep it at breathing, but, e- you know, even during, you know, lower body exercises, teach them these compensatory patterns and, and, and show them how they should be doing it, what it should feel like, what should be on, what should be off. Um, a, a lot of times these people just do what, what we say, And sometimes they're afraid to ask, you know, what's really going on? Um, So uh, appreciate and teach about compensatory strategies. Uh, That would be something else to include in an assessment. Um, The next component to assessment is appreciate proper stability versus mobility. Now, I'm going to use a PRI example, but you need to have enough stability to then get the mobility elsewhere. And sometimes we just go straight for mobility, Um, but we can use the example of looking at the left abdominals needing to be stable enough at T8 and below, but above, especially on the contralateral shoulder, we need to have enough mobility and work on that mobility But if we just work on the mobility and don't appreciate that stability at that T8 below, then we are really running into just more compensatory strategies and false negatives as far as any sort of movement restrictions um, when really it is restricted, but it's not going to show up as restricted because we're not appreciating that stability of below. So main point being always appreciate stability to get the mobility. Um, I know it's a chicken and the egg situation and, and there's definitely times when it's the other way around, but don't lose sight of that um, when you're looking at range of motion um, or mobility testing during an assessment. We need to have adequate stability. And then the, the last component and there's definitely more. These are just four quick ones that I'm kind of throwing out there just to to bring to people's awareness is appreciate triplanar movement. People need to have sagittal plane. People need to have frontal plane. People need to have transverse plane. The problem is we have too many people trying or assessing transverse plane when these individuals coming in don't have the sagittal plane down and we are just running in circles if we don't have that sagittal and better yet we don't have the sagittal or frontal um, we're never going to attain that transverse so and again everything we do is triplanar triplanar and is definitely something that's underappreciated you know we need to have strength mobility and stability in all these planes and i think looking at that from the beginning is going to tell you a lot about an individual how they walk um you know breathing like we've talked about Um, all these functional things that we do from our day-to-day living you know that need to be appreciated during the assessment and i'd say lastly i wasn't going to say anything else but i would say lastly Look at static and dynamic positions. You know, what someone shows on a table is very well probably not going to be the same when you get them upright and you have the effects of gravity, balance, body weight, you know, a lot of different systems coming into play. And just appreciate the difference from supine to standing or laying down to standing. So those are just some quick thoughts on assessments. Um, the main takeaways, or the main big points I want you to, to start appreciating is, A, we need to start doing assessments. And yes, I am PRI biased, but just to get started, any assessment is going to be better than none. I'm not saying you can only or you only have to do a PRI assessment, anything like that. I mean, there is a ton of things you can do and, and, and appreciate to better understand the individual that's coming and trusting you to not injure them as well as to get them their goals. So first point, we need to, like I said, start assessing more. And obviously the direct result from that assessment are individual workout plans or individual rehabilitation plans or you know fill in the blank with whatever works best or whatever you do as a living but the assessment is to rule out injury look at movement and then figure out where the next step is and then the next big takeaway is appreciating some of those things that i went over just a quick recap looking at breathing rib cage position teaching compensatory strategies appreciating stability versus mobility when and where do we want stability to to give non-compensatory mobility that's something we should take into effect and then appreciating triplanar motion so next time you're with an individual or if you have questions about any sort of assessments or techniques please let me know i'd be glad to help or answer any Um, I appreciate you guys for listening, and I'll see you on the next one.